will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. I should get my video going. Boom, Miss Rusty. What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday here on the Public Access Podcast, the podcast now out of Intercourse, Pennsylvania. So it's the pup, pup, pup podcast like La Bamba. What is up, everyone? Thank you for being here on the Rusty Diamond Bot, Bob, Bob, Podcast, Podcast Network. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I'll say it again because thank you. So, everyone, get get ready, uh, get set. Um, you're gonna get wet. Uh, I I don't know. I they used to be a thing, but it's not a thing. But I was gonna say it. But I'm gonna bring on my special guest right here, right now, and my special guest right here, right now is Draven Vargas. What's up? How you doing? Oh, not too bad, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for being here. I was looking back trying to remember if you were on a long time ago, and I I don't even know, which is I should know. I know you're on um, the the BCX podcast that my buddy did like probably a decade ago. Um, I just yep. had him on again, but I don't know if you were on my podcast or not. And uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. If so, it was really early on when you first started. But it's been right. a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because, yeah, it was probably, I probably started this, like, right about, right about the same time that the, the high five came about. It was, like, right before that. So it's been. Wow. It's, you've been on there a really long time. Then I just realized yeah. March, March is going to be a decade that the high five has been formed. That's got to be one of the longest uh, <laughs> factions of all time. Oh yeah, it was. I was pretty crazy. I went back some uh, stumbled on like the cage side seats or one of those cage match dot net whatever. It's got all the results yep. and it had all the old like annex DOA uh, results and like all the way through into the moose and everything. And I went back and found the first the first reference to high five was like April. But the first time when after we after the posse broke up and we actually were still forming a group was March, and that was when we all like kind of uh, Pugsley went for the Northwest title and stuff. It was you know a lot. Yeah, that was when we actually kind of coalesced. So 
Holy shit. Okay. So yeah, it's coming up on, on <laughs> 10 years. Like I, I don't yeah. know how, how many other factions uh, in any level have been 10 years. I mean, the only thing I could think of that's been around that long is like the four horsemen were around way back in the day off, but they, it was so many different members, you know, and then right. uh, DX has been off and on, you know, but they never been solid for that long, probably collectively about five or six, you know, yeah. uh, but I mean, high five, I guess we kind of, we broke up for maybe a year and then we got back together. But other than that, we've pretty much been a team that whole time. And me and Pat have always been teaming that whole time. You know, uh, we haven't changed members. We uh, Except for Dom. Uh, we got Dom. But yeah. other than that, we yeah. haven't really changed teams. We're just kind of like members have faded away. <laughs> and now it's just the two of us really all the time <laughs> repping the high five, even though you're always there in spirit. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, as I probably was before. Um, but... Yeah, dude, because, I mean, that was fucking so long ago. Like, when, when you think about it, like, how long ago that was that. And then that was even, like, whatever, five years after fucking um, the Urban Legends. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've been doing this for a fucking minute. <laughs> yeah, right. This last August was 20 years since I first started training. So oh, right around yeah. now is when I had my first match. Probably, I want to say it was December or January of 2003 to 4-ish. And then I had my first paid match of in like summer of 2004. <laughs> Holy shit. Where, yeah. where, where, so were, were you over at uh, uh, fucking, uh, god damn it, why am I? Lincoln, um, or did you train with Sandy, or were you over with um, fuck, what's the guy's name? Why am I blanking on his fucking name? Tito, uh, buddy. Tito. Okay. I, I did a little bit of everything. So when I first started, I was with Buddy Rose and Colonel De Beers. Okay, uh, and then I went there for probably about six months or so, and I kind of felt with the it was only really like me. And Cameron Starr consistently. And then there was a couple guys that were in then out of there. And with that, it just felt like, I don't know, it kind of felt like I was just kind of getting taught the same things over and over. So I decided to go for a change up. And um, me and a couple of guys started training with Sandy Barr. And okay. so we went to Sandy's for a little while. And then, uh, then we thought we were really smart. And we found this really cool, way cheaper place to go train that ended up kind of be in a backyard kind of place you know we just didn't know have the knowledge at the time um but yeah, eventually I, I yeah it's still i mean it still kind of taught me a lot of things because you know the guys had some knowledge you know and so uh one of the guys was trained by uh randy pimp taylor you know i don't know how much wrestling he'd had but he would had some training at least so he was sharing yeah. that with us and um i did that yeah. and then yeah uh but yep yeah, Pretty much that's where I started and then came back to Sandy's and just – I went and did matches at Tito's, did a couple trainings at Tito's. I kind of just tried to get training from wherever I could and get as many different – which going from Buddy and Colonel, who are very much a, hey, man, this is a, a show and we're all here to make money, to Sandy, uh, you got to make this shit look as real as possible and make it as real as possible half the time. <laughs> 
was a cool blend of the two, you know, because I got a good mix of the the different kind of styles and trainings. So that was yeah. actually really nice. And I recommend that to anybody that's coming into the business. Get as many outlooks as possible. If you don't like it, then it, don't use it, you know, but it's still that still knowledge to good to have locked away in the back. Yeah. And then, so like, I remember like with, with you training, uh, like, like training people or, you know, being, uh, like, I remember you were very, I don't know. Cause like, and like some of the stuff, like, I, I didn't understand, like, uh, you know, like if someone else was telling me something like, uh, like if, if, I don't know. Cause yeah, I mean, there's it's always something that's a little different. Like you're not quite catching with someone, but like, I remember, I think it was you with the, uh, with the flip bump, uh, saying to look up at the light when you're doing it yeah. to get, uh, high. Because, like, if someone's going to tell me how to get high, it's going to be Draven fucking Vargas. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've taught quite a few people over the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and with training, a lot of the guys, there's some of those guys that are just absolutely incredible in the ring. And, like, they were very natural. Um, I, I love Dr. Cleaver. I love Quiz. Those guys are yep. the most natural guys in this business ever. They tried something and it worked for them. I made every mistake there was in the business. I didn't understand stuff. I had to have it explained to me. So I can see that in somebody's eyes. It's not clicking quite, you know, I understand, yeah. you know, they're, they're explaining it to you and they don't understand why you don't get it. But I'm like, right. I know a hundred percent why you get it. <laughs> don't get yeah. it. Cause I was that guy just staring blankly at people. Yeah. Um, so, and that's always been what I tried to do. You know, if it doesn't work the first time I explain it, let's back up. Let's try to explain it a different way. If that doesn't work back up, keep trying, you know, and if that doesn't yeah. turn, we'll break it down into pieces because of the fact that I've had to have things broke down to me in pieces. And it's just something that you learn over the years that everybody learns a little bit differently. And I've always been a different learner. So yeah, it's helped me, me when I go to training people because of the fact that I see that blank look in their face. I see that I, I see all the little mistakes too. Oh, you took a step back here. You took an extra step here and that's going to throw you off. The, yeah. the footwork in wrestling is, is a big thing. And some guys just have natural footwork. I've always tripped over my own two feet and wrestling's made that where I actually didn't do that because of the fact that I had to pound that footwork into my head. And so that's why I try to get guys, you know, a lot of side shuffles, a lot of different things that they got to do that you got to get that down. And that's just something people don't necessarily focus on. I mean, you can tell a lot by someone, uh, you know, where they are by their footwork. And I mean, I think that's a big thing. Like someone can look great doing everything else, but then you look at their footwork and like, okay, well, they haven't. That part hasn't quite caught up with the rest of them yet. They can do a bunch of other things, but yeah, they're taking, you know, six, seven steps to do what something that should take one or two steps. Yeah. Happy feet. We call happy those happy feet. feet. Yeah. Yeah. Those feet that are constantly moving shuffle step and everything shuffle steps definitely have their purpose, but it's not going to be literally every time you hit the ropes or everything. You know? yeah. 
sometimes you just got to have the confidence to give up your feet, you know, and take that bigger stride than you think you can, you know, that, and that's one thing that people aren't used to doing too, just having the confidence in their athletic ability that they may doubt some people, like I said, some people are natural athletes. Some people have to work at it. And, you know, some people doubt that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, some people were, I mean, yeah, not every wrestler was like a athlete through their whole life. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, we're yeah. all, and it's, it's, you know, cause yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what you are, what you look like, you know, everyone it's doesn't matter. You can be, and there's like, I was talking with Cleaver about this, like, you know, there's ring shape and then there's fucking whatever else. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's odd to see what, what gets through and like, I just, yeah, like how much a couple steps make a difference. If you're in a, like, dude, so uh, there's this ring here, uh, or that was in Connecticut, 10 feet. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, dude, what, one step <laughs> and you're, you, I can, I can go yeah. from the rope, jump across, hit the other rope on one step. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, I'm not that athletic, but yeah, man, that was a wild one. Um, have you wrestled in any fucking weird ass rings? Uh, I've wrestled in some weird ass rings, but not like size wise. Like I, I think the smallest I've ever wrestled in was like a 14. So still it's small, but you know, yeah. to outside, it doesn't look super duper small. You kind of go, Hey, what's that? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. 16 and 18 are probably the most common I've wrestled in. And 20, 20 is huge. Like you don't think that two feet make a difference on anything. But man, you're taking an extra step. Everything's way far away, um, and that's where that, like you were talking about, you know, take making sure you manage your steps and your cardio, ring shape. Like, I think one of my favorite things in training was getting guys that were, you know, you know, brick shit house, high school, college athletes, and then they come in, and I'm just blowing them up, and I'm going right alongside them, and I, I would tell them like, an old fat guy shouldn't be able to be, you know have air better than you what are you doing you know you're an athlete come on but it's a it's a, you don't expect it's like football you know football and basketball and base you know football that everything's got a different kind of cardio the cardio you get for basketball is not going to help you much in football because of the fact that that's a lot of big bursts boom heavy hitting you got to recover fast basketball is constantly on the move but you're not taking those big hits wrestling's like both kind of you know you're taking you have the constant frenetic action of basketball and the hard hitting boom, you know, strong, you know, strong, knock the wind out of you bumps like football and no, nobody who's even done either of them. I think that's why football players probably have the best time coming into wrestling because they're kind of used to that quick recovery back at it and taking the hits, but still it's, it's like nothing's ever experienced and nobody ever expects it to be what it is. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if you can explain it. I don't know if you can explain like what you did explain still, like if someone goes in there, they're still going to have to be oh, like, I'll be fine. Don't, don't, I want to fucking worry about it. And then yeah, you get in and you fucking, Nope, oh, I'm blown up. Okay. That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, guys also don't know resource management too. Like they're, like, especially somebody like me who's been doing this for a long time, I know what I have. I know what I can do. 
I know where I can push it. I know where I have to pull it back. Some of these guys just, you know, it was like a, like a baby snake, you know, just all their venom at once, you know, they can't hold back for that second strike, you know, and that you got to do that. You have to have that second, third, fourth, fifth wins. Cause when yeah. you go through a whole match and then all of a sudden it's the end and the hot comeback comes and you both have to get up and just get going. It's the hardest thing to just drag your ass up and get going then. Yeah. You're like, oh man, can't they just do like one bump uh, feed yeah. and then it's over? And like, oh yeah, yeah. That, that, okay. <laughs> one day, Especially the, but, the heel. The yeah. heel, man, you just got to bump and get up and bump and get up. And yeah. you're just shaking off those those little bumps, you know? And they're not even little bumps because you got to put them big, you know? But it's right. shaking it off and getting up right up for it. I used, I used to upset guys because I'd be up faster than they'd be ready because that's what I trained for, you know. I trained for that moment was going through a long, grueling match and then having to get that last pocket of energy that I pull up, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, you, I think you've been heel more than you've been face, but I don't know. You've been face quite It's been a pretty close. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty close. And ha- even it. half the time when I'm face one place, I'm heel somewhere else. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. the funny thing is when I first started, nobody even wanted to let me be a heel. It took a while for me to convince anybody. <laughs> How, how'd you finally convince someone? It took me a while, too, before I could. Um, what, how'd you um, finally, I, yeah. Really, it took till Jason Sullivan at DOA. Um, I'd been doing, you know, the Urban Legends and then, um, uh, so then I wanted to turn heel. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, me and Ricky Gibson had been a tag team because we kind of were like these two young up and coming baby faces that got put together. Um, he made up a lot for my athleticism because he is just an incredible athlete. And I felt like I pushed him to have to bring his personality up because that's where I, my money's always been made is on my personality. Yeah. Uh, so we really pushed each other. I kind of felt like I broke him out of his shell a lot. And then um, I was pitching to Sullivan. I said, I really want to be a bad guy. And I, nobody's ever really let me do it, right? And I even pitched it to uh, he who shall not be named that ran a showdown in Salem and was told oh, okay. well, that was not that was not going to happen. You're super over. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. I'm super okay, over as a baby face. Super over as a fa- heel. Yeah, that swing. I was, I had, I had done everything I did there. I had main evented against the champion because Bolo was out. I had done, you know, gotten uh, whatever the general manager guy fired. I had done everything I could, and it was just plateaued. I was like, the only way I can really keep going is if I turn. And at the time, like even an opportunity opportunity was presented. Um, uh, uh, my brain went completely like Eric Baden. I'd been feuding with uh, actually all of uh, 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 my brain is not thinking of names right now. Uh, wrestling was uh, Zane, Brian Zane's guys. I'd been feuding with oh. his whole crew up there. And then one of the, uh, then Baden's tag team partner walked out. I'm like, I would be a great surprise person to be put in there as his tag team champion or partner that everybody thinks is coming out to stop him doing whatever he's doing. And then I join him and everybody's going to be so upset. And he was like, nah, that's not going to happen. Sullivan was like, okay, let's try it. Worst thing that can happen is we'll stop it. And that was when uh, I turned and I, the only thing I, I just kind of 
teamed up with Nate and we kind of did a similar gimmick. And that's when we started doing the, the left coast Casanova's gimmick, um, which was a yeah. complete breakout for me trying to be this, you know, sexy boy that, you know, obviously neither of us were, <laughs> you know, uh, God's gift to women, but you know, some women, you know, some, yeah. some women were right in their wheelhouse. <laughs> if you like small feet and hands, Nate's got you covered. <laughs> uh, but, oh, but, uh, we just had so much fun and I really try, I think I showed everybody that I could do it. And then once I broke out, even as a singles there, I think I proved it even more, you know, I just held up my end of the bargain. And from there, it's just, I felt like big show. I flip flop every, you know, ah, I'm bored of this. Let's, let's go heel. Ah, I'm bored. Let's go face, you know, whatever, whatever fits the mood. If I go somewhere new, half the time guys want to start me off as a heel, but then I end up getting over because I'm a, you know, I'm an asshole, but I'm a likable asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and, and that's, yep. so, that, so that's probably on me. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's all right, man. I saw that uh, someone got a tattoo. Uh, this is like uh, yeah the Hellbound logo. What the fuck? It, which is yeah, it's the second awesome. person actually. We, we have shit. we have yeah we had somebody probably six months ago get the tattoo down on their ankle and then just recently right behind the ear. Um, that's and that I it's crazy. I have been in wrestling forever. I've had dogs named after me. I've had all sorts of things like that. I've never had somebody permanently tattoo me or something that's associated with me on their body. And that's just, it blows me away. It's, it's really humbling. And at the same point in time, completely the opposite. You know, like you don't got a tattoo. And so uh, somebody hasn't gotten your tattoo, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause that was like a logo. Like I designed, I designed that HB logo, you know, I just kind of sketched up and had my wife finish it out, but it's crazy to have my artwork and something that represents me on somebody's body forever. You know, yeah, and now, now all the Hellbound guys. I mean, Petrov recently got the logo tattooed, but now the rest of the Hellbound guys are like, "Well, now we're just bitches if we don't get our get it tattooed on us, right?" <laughs> Holy shit! So, where where was this? Uh, these people from, or where were these people that got the tattoos? Um, um the one fan was uh, one of our biggest fans in uh, BCW. Kate, she was really awesome. She's really awesome. She was always. She's just, you know, she's given us paintings of our logo and all sorts of stuff. She's one of the greatest fans. Uh, another one uh, was Kyla. She's from up north in Washington. She comes down to DOA. She comes down to BCW. She kind of, her and her mom come down to shows once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. just, it's it's crazy. It's It blows yeah. me away still every time in that, because I'll go back to Facebook and that'll be on the feed and it's just like, it still blows me away that somebody got our logo that we met that somewhat so met that much to somebody that they did that, you know? Yeah. I saw that. I fucking popped. I was like, no fucking way, dude. That is awesome. Dude. Yeah. Like, holy shit. They're fucking, that's, that's how you know you're over. That's how you can go. And, uh, I guess I mean, that's part of the way, you know, you're over. I mean, probably you had a few hints if, <laughs> if, uh, people are, are getting two different people are getting, uh, hellbound on them um yeah how so where where did hellbound come from was that because uh, so uh, originally that was like uh in bcw uh they were going to team up petrov and rat king and okay. they kind of had a feud and they were going to team them up and 
they were trying to come up with names for them. And I literally was just throwing out names, you know, what about, you know, since you have tubs, the manager, you could be the Cerberus or, you know, well, this or that. And then I just go, you know what, you know, Billy's kind of the hell guy. Petrov smokes a lot of weed. You guys should be the Hellblazers. And Petrov's like, there's no way that's going to happen if you're not the gimmick. And so I said, cool, whatever. I'm down for it. So when we first started, we were called the Hellblazers. And then that was kind of just the team that me and Rat King kind of formed. And then, uh, then as a group, we, I was like, well, shit, I came up with this cool logo. I don't want to come up with a whole new logo. We need another HB. And I was like, hellbound. Oh yeah. We're all, you know, we're all hellbound. You know, that's kind of our attitude. You know, we're already heading there. We might as well make it worth it on the ride. And so that's just, that's what we adopted. And it's just been never, no looking back. It's just been a whirlwind ride since then. Yeah. I mean, that's been at least uh, a few years, right? That... Yeah, two years, I think. Late, I think late 2001, December 2001 is when we started up. Okay. Because it was right after the pandemic, right after we came out of the pandemic. End of 2001 is uh, when we formed together. 2002 and 2003 were our big runs, you know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I think I saw you then up at that show up in uh, Idaho. Or, yeah, yeah, that probably would have been summer of 2002, I want to say. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Because then we traveled. I hadn't really traveled much. And uh, everybody was, yeah, I'd gone down to like Roseland or Roseburg. I'd gone to Salem, you know, just in Satan. Petrov was wrestling in Idaho. And he's like, hey guys, I got us all booked. And I was like, cool. You know, and we went there. We've, as a group, we've gone down to California, uh, which actually the first time I went down to the, uh, Rumble in the Redwoods was kind of where the, the basis of Hellbound was formed. I've been kind of uh, friends, uh, not friends, but acquaintances with Rat King uh, when we've been in locker rooms. We kind of have a similar sense of humor. We get along pretty good. Uh, we both like our alcohol. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we kind of chatted, and then I ended up riding down with the gr- those group of guys to do uh, the show down in California. And me and Rat King, you know, just we were the drinkers of the group. So we, Everybody had a few, but we were drinking all weekend, you know. And yeah. uh, so we really bonded a lot that weekend, and it's just stuck too. And then so it was just like putting – it was just sliding on that. I've never seen a group of three guys that like – none of us are really friends. We just were acquaintances and stuff. But now we're just all ride or die. Like there's not – we got together, and we just stuck together since then. It's been – it's – I love, you know, Pat. I love everybody I've teamed with. Me and Pat are besties. But it's a weird chemistry, you know. It's kind of it, it's yeah. how much it's just glommed together so quickly. It was really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, then, yeah, you're getting to travel. So, I mean, then you're getting all that extra time with each other. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, and, you know, trying to get each other on a different level and, you know, think up other shit where you wouldn't have time to do that, like where you're, you're sitting on I five for fucking nine, ten hours or whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, oh you yeah. Know, like you're oh, not yeah. seeing much else. You talk wrestling. No. Really. No, just music and talking, and you know, uh, we used to do this fun thing on the way to like Idaho or whatever. We throw on the Facebook live, faced in at the car, and we just all just talk and just bullshit. Helped oh, yeah, us pass yeah. in that half hour, hour. And so we got to 
dead air, you know, somewhere out in the middle of Washington that, where there's yeah. no phone lines. Um, you know, those, that's, that's really fun. And I think just doing little things like that, like being places where we can't listen to music or, you know, just have music or talk, talk to each other. I will tell you a lot of the road, those road tips, the, the music just goes off or real quiet. We're just talking the whole time. You know, we're just yeah. talking about wrestling, talking about not wrestling, talking about whatever, you know, cause it's not, we all love wrestling. It's a huge part of our life, but we all enjoy things outside of wrestling and we share a lot of those with each other. So it's really cool how the chemistry that we've had. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah. And yeah. So getting to have that along with, with the high five, um, whenever that comes about, um, yeah, we did that. We did it at the BCW for a little while. Pat was coming in. Yeah. I was working there, and it would be kind of uh, when we first got there. We we're like, I don't know how we're handling this. And like, I remember the first time he came in, it was like him versus Petrov. I want to say. I, I think and, I was the ref there for that one. Yeah, I think um, yeah. And I'm on yeah. the outside just yelling stuff like, "This is like the MCU multiverse, Pat." And in this universe, we're not friends. <laughs> just shit like that. Just be having fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, then he's kind of, you know, he's kind of, he doesn't really do BCW as much anymore. So, but he, for a while, was like the, the fifth member of Hellbound. And, you know, oh, okay. kind of, we even thought about being the Hell Five for a minute, you know, doing something like that. Uh, yeah, which we kind of, it's kind of a branch off any of that, you know, me and Petrov bo both love our greens. So, you know, we definitely have that. But I mean, there's a reason I'm the hell, hell blazer. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> and not just because I thought it was a cool name and wanted to reuse it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You got, yeah, the hell blazer going and, um, and yeah, you've always been a merch guy. Always had to fucking. Oh. Tons of merch for everything, and I uh, always made some cool merch um, that I still have a good amount of, too. Um, it's always cool, man. Like, uh, yeah, because I mean, you you had anything I could think of, like that's <laughs> that you can see Javen Vargas on. Uh, it's on. Oh, uh, that's that's one hundred percent true. I always I uh, considered myself. Uh, 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 <laughs> Man, I am sucking with it. Uh, Gene Simmons with better music is what I call myself. <laughs> uh, I'm not a super huge Kiss fan, but that model and then carried over. I mean, I was a I was a big Juggalo. So again, ICP with better music, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you put your logo on everything because you make money off of your performances, but not nearly what you're going to make off of putting your face on stuff. I've made especially since the pandemic merch has always, you know, helped me out a little bit. Yeah. I've always, you know, generally if I have merch made a little bit more money than what, you know, made more or equal to whatever I got paid since the pandemic, the wrestling scene has exploded. Everybody's been happy to be able to get back out to places and enjoy. And it's just been awesome. Like merch has just been insane, like insane. And I just keep coming up with new merch. I just did the last show came, uh, 
had beanies and those were fly and I had baseball hats. Those were fly. And, you know, we just, everything I can find, I have teddy bears. I have everything. If you can put a logo on it, I'm going to put a logo on it and I'm going to sell it to you for a markup price. (laughs) Well, what about that? When's the hellbound coffin going to come out? Uh, When can people Uh, get that one? I mean, I, I know kiss went there. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, is Hellbound never plans on dying. So <laughs> we point. want people to put our logo on them while they're alive, like people have already yeah. done for the rest of their life. When they're dead, the we already know where they're going. They're going Hellbound, right? So <laughs> right, like I'm already good. I'm good. Check it out. I got it. See. <laughs> yep. So oh, that's man. that's my thing. I'd much rather be appreciated. Why would I want my logo on somebody that's just going to bury it in the ground? You know, I mean, if it's on their body permanently, that's one thing. But put them in a yeah. box that has my logo on it and bury them that they never get to understand and appreciate. Yeah. If you really want to, that's probably about fifty grand. I don't know how much a coffin is nowadays, but yeah. we'll make it happen. If somebody has a special request, I guarantee you, we'll make it happen. <laughs> If I have to get lumber and build a pine box myself, I'll make. <laughs> but not no. not going to be a super big commercial thing. <laughs> yeah, come pick it up at the gimmick table. We'll, yeah, we'll get, yeah, get it at uh, at intermission at the gimmick table. It'll be all right. Now that now that you mentioned it, I bet you if we had a Helldown coffin, somebody would have bought it by now. We had for a while. We had the we called him the Rock. We would come to people. We would tell people, "Hey, the rock is at our merch table," and then they would come over, and it was just a big rock that we found in Idaho, and we had all autographed it and had Hellbound written on it, and we were charging like thirty bucks, and nobody wanted it, but whatever. <laughs> you charge them to take the picture with it. Take a picture with the rock. We did five bucks. Yep, we had a few people that paid five bucks to get a picture with the rock. <laughs> well worth it. Well worth every fucking penny, man, for that then, dude. Like <laughs> that's fucking great. That's fucking great. And nobody else can yeah. say that the rock's part of their faction, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, the right rock doesn't even do anything. He just sits at the fucking uh the gimmick table and it's it's all good, yep. man. Uh fuck it, man. Um He hits a lot sick. harder than any of us do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit, man. Um, what was I gonna say? The because uh, yeah, I remember like I think the one this weird the thing that I remember the most is the 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 Burgerville uh, logo you had. I don't know oh, why yeah. that one sticks out more than anything else, but that one. Uh, are you a Burgerville fan? Oh yeah, I've been a Burgerville fan my whole life, man. Burgerville's my, my shit, you know. I I wish it didn't cost me twenty dollars just to eat myself, you know. But I remember back in the day when, yeah, it's always been spending, but it's fucking gotten insane lately. Last time we went, in, me and my wife went and tried to sit at a Burgerville. Yeah. They had waiters that came and expected tips, and I'm like, "You're a fucking Burgerville. Burgerville. What are you doing?" Yeah, Holy they shit. came to our table. This, yeah, we went to, up to the counter to order, and they're like, oh, you're just going to seat, and your waiter will be over. I'm like, waiter? <laughs> what are you doing? Whoa. I don't think that lasted, but that was that was probably like five or six years ago. Last time I went there, I'm like, what are you doing? You're not that upscale. You can charge me those prices, but don't expect me to come in in a suit and tie or something to eat a sloppy-ass extra-spread burger, you know? Right. <laughs> but yeah, shit. I straight stole the shit out of that that logo yeah. and it made it made myself a bunch of money 
<laughs> and then everybody's like, don't you think Burgerville's going to get mad? I'm like, for one, if they, I don't think they get mad. I think it was, they, I think it was hilarious. And two, it's under right of parody. It doesn't matter how mad they get. You know? right. so. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, man. Parody law is a fucking crazy, crazy thing, man. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I got, I have a, a buddy who makes a whole bunch of miniature things. And it, I think he said like, I think it's one twelfth of the size of the regular. Then you can do pretty much whatever. And just, you can use like, the actual stuff like wow like like for t-shirts uh, yeah. cuz like he makes a bunch of like wrestling figure stuff like uh, uh accessories i guess but like some things like for t-shirts oh yeah but he could take like uh, the like let's say go back to the rock uh like uh you smell what the rock is cooking like actual straight up logo, put it on this little shirt for the thing and be able to sell it because it's like one twelfth of the size of the, or more than one twelfth of the size of the original t-shirt. It's, That's it's interesting. Some, yeah. It's some fucking weird rule with that. Um, I don't understand exactly that. Uh, so I could be slightly misquoting it, but I think that's what he told me. Um, but then yeah, parody. So, so what you're telling me is that I have a parody of a penis. <laughs> one twelfth the size, man. One twelfth right. the size. Yeah. You gotta have it, man. You gotta have this fucking one twelfth the size penis, man. Um Yeah, dude, I mean Perry's great. Um man, there was uh why not? Why not and like so are you the, the and then uh, are you doing the drawing it or coming up with it or are you what are you the, the conceptualizing help, the, like the, the I usually conceptualize okay I usually conceptualize um, half the time I'll pass the art along to like my wife or somebody else I know um, actually that one was I was originally going for the old school I don't know if you remember the older Burgerville logo where it was like the yeah. the red and blue B with like the little V inside of it you know that's what I originally wanted was just like the half and half because I would never have expected somebody to do that much work and make the burger, the complicated one. And then I was also like, yeah, like only half the people are going to recognize it, but the people that do are the real ones that, you know, know what I'm talking about. That's who I'm aiming at anyway. And uh, my friend, Shello Worthy, who's another big longtime fan. um, She, I was like, Hey, could you do this? I know you're kind of good with Photoshop. And she sent me back that. And I, the full color, full, and she's like, ah, you better be happy I had to, like, actually make some of those letters from scratch because I couldn't find the exact font and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, I was blown away. And she did an absolutely insane job. So I'm, I have rocked it ever since because it's just amazing. Now to the point where one of my kids the other day, we went to Burgerville. And she goes, Daddy, why is there Draven Vargas logos all over Burgerville? <laughs> And I'm like, well, Daddy just straight stole that logo. So yeah. <laughs> you got to slap any on uh, on there yet? On uh, going to I haven't slapped any slap. on the building. Okay, no, I try to be respectful. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I don't want to piss them off. And plus, just in case, you know, I don't want to 
come to their You're attention. Like, here, here it is. Here it is. What is this? Oh, okay. Um, Although I have been looking for my first cease and desist, I haven't got a cease and desist order. I feel like you're not really a member of uh, a, a true wrestler unless you've gotten a cease or desist at once, once or twice. You know, <laughs> yeah, you need to get them, man. They they got to show up, man. Fucking yeah, do the fuck those. That's, um, maybe with the next ones, next the next the next uh, parody I'm going for, I think is uh, I'm doing a high five parody of Five Guys. So I think okay. that'll be pretty cool. Uh, five five high guys it'll just say five high five five or whatever and then where it says burgers and fries it'll say draven and pat you know it's uh it's it'll be fun i'll slap that on shirts i think it's easier now to be able to uh if you're not as artistically inclined now oh yeah you can go on there and you can like find basically the Five guy, five guys lettering and logo style, and yeah. basically just be able to have, uh, you know, just change the letters, and it just does it all. Like I do that. do that a lot. I I, cool. I cut up and you know remove background from pictures and find some free background online and slap on some lettering and take something from enough, you know this basic picture against a wall into something really cool. You know, yeah. I do that a lot. That's oh, that is probably where my my artistic strong suit is is uh, layouts and conceptualizing and stuff like that. You put a pen in my hand, and it's not going to work great for anybody. But uh, you it. know, like the Hellbound logo, I had real basic, and my wife basically had to just straighten all the lines and get the proportions right. That was probably about the most artistic thing I did, and it was just the HB. She added all the flames and stuff, and and that's the important part anyway. You know, the flames just kind of uh, complete the pentagram look or whatever. Yeah. But the HB is, we put that just that HB on stuff all the time too, because you know, include people's bodies. <laughs> right, including so. people's bodies, man. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, and then so with your gear, then are you still are you making your? Yeah, your I make my still? own gear. I make my own gear. I usually make ninety nine percent of my own merch, even. Uh, order stuff online and I got the press and I got the cut out of the cricket that cuts everything out. And I conceptualize and design it and put everything together. Yeah. I do my own gear and they've gotten more and more complicated over the years. My gear has. So that's, yeah. that's a lot of fun. Um, and merch. Yeah. All my merch designs, I do 99% of it in house because you make way more money, you know, like those beanies that would cost normally like $10 a pop. I can do for like seven, you know, in house, oh, okay. you know, cool. Um, and, cool. and yeah, you know, that makes your money a lot better. <laughs> you can actually make more money, you right. know, instead of barely clearing anything. It's, it, it helps a lot. And plus I don't have to wait on somebody else's timeline, you know, Hey man, I need some more shirts. Okay, cool. Six weeks or whatever. I could have that done. If I need more shirts tomorrow, I'll have more shirts tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And then it's also either you're working with a local person who's maybe is going to, you know, eating your profits more or else you're working with someone that's far away. And yeah, it's going to be six weeks before you can get anything again. And um, yeah, it's just whatever you have on hand. Um, Yep. So you got like a little station carved out in your place um, um i need to i need to make it more permanent but 
um, I kind of have like a closet that all the stuff goes away in when I'm not using it. Then I got a table that comes out, big heavy duty card table that comes out and everything goes on it. And, uh, I usually have to do, you know, this piece and then that piece, but like I got the heavy duty, really nice professional press. Um, I put my, my cricket through the paces since I got it. I need to get a new one at some point because I got it when the, we got that first pandemic check. Yeah. And it's probably already almost worn out. It's, I put a lot of miles on that thing. So a lot of miles. On it. It's a digital vinyl cutter. So like I can design any of the stuff, like any of the shirt logos I want and then get the heat transfer vinyl and it'll cut the logo out and then I can press it on and everything. Oh shit. So, okay. Yeah. I cut all. Yeah. I cut stuff out with that all the time. So it so- helps a lot. You just go and you like upload what the logo is, and then it just does yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah, you oh, upload it, and you got to like select what you wanted to cut out. And that's probably the biggest pain in the butt. Then you just set it, you put stuff in it, and it does it all itself. And then I can do it all from my phone. It. Like the wrong yep. man. Yep. Holy it's uh, it's incredible. I I had seen that and I had wanted one, and then when I got it, it was even better than I expected it to be. It's just yeah. it's just insane. That's I I have like I said I've put my so many miles on that thing since then, and I think being able to do it from your phone is like uh, I'll pay more for something that I I can do from my phone uh, as opposed to doing it on my computer. Um, yeah, which I don't know why, but like um, like my my label printer thing i can do from my phone and like if i had to go and fucking print out labels and shit like shipping labels for people on my computer like this dude is like even this uh man i wish like maybe if i get a new phone someday i'll just like have this podcast on a phone like just being able to just do everything from your phone is i mean why why fuck not man why not just use the phone yeah, I mean they're little handheld computers now, anyway. You know, it's right. And, and honestly, I've tried the app on the on the laptop, and I've tried the app for the Cricut app on this, yes. and it's so much better on my phone. It's more it's more user friendly on the phone for some reason. I don't know if it's just because it's a different style and a little simpler, but it's yes. so easy to do. It's wonderful, and it's great. It's got all the measurements, so you got all your you can make stuff exactly the size you want. It's it's incredible. Anybody that's super into art and stuff like that, I recommend getting a cricket. They're not cheap, but they're super yeah. they're super awesome. Scrapbooking, all sorts of I make stickers, I can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I make like car lo- like car decals. I make decals to put on shot glasses and mugs. I make the iron on stuff. I make all sorts of stuff with that cricket. So is it all just one color? Uh like if you're uh yeah. For the most part, yeah, like you're you're cutting out, and it's, you're, whatever you cut out will cut out in one sheet. So if you want to do multiple colors, you have to break the image down into the different colors. So, so like a lot of times, on kind of, yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. So like on the Hellbound logo, a lot of times we'll do the HB one color, and then the flame ring one color, and so I'll just remove the flame ring, cut out the HB logo, and then reverse that, and have the flames get what cut out. And then you have to, the biggest, the biggest thing that sucks about it is all the wasted material. Cause it's a solid sheet and you cut it out and you basically yeah. rip off everything you're not ironing on. 
I yeah. try to take advantage of every square inch I can on those, but right. there's only so much you can do with some of the designs. So there's a lot of wasted material where a screen printer, you're not wasting that material, but it's still really cool. And you know, it's not, it's not insanely expensive where you're like crying as you're throwing that stuff away. <laughs> Cause it's, right. you know, oh, there's $30 or whatever, you know, it's not quite that bad. So. It's yeah. it's it you get used to that too a lot of you look at design you go oh this is gonna be a lot of waste you know <laughs> but it's it's really incredible they also have like like I recently did some shirts and hoodies and stuff that um, the iron on vinyl was flame pattern and then like glowed in the dark so then like when you glow in the dark it almost looks like wildfire from Game of Thrones it's green flames. Hey. And it's re- the different stuff like that. We've had we had some pride shirts a while back that were like a a rainbow like holographic mosaic kind of pattern. It's different things like that. We'll do we'll we'll just we'll do all different. It cuts all sorts of materials, and the materials come in any color you could want, and all sorts of different. You can get camo, and for the hats, I have to get stuff that puffs up, and that stuff's really cool. Um, but it, cause the other stuff doesn't want to go in. So like, you know, like when you feel like shirts sometimes and like you feel like a regular screen printed shirt or something like that, it's pretty flat to the material, but then you'll feel like some stuff in it is actually kind of puffy and soft. It's like that kind of material. And, uh, the regular material looks really shitty when you put it on like a beanie or something. But if you put that puff material, it kind of, maintains a nice level surface and kind of sucks in and grabs hold of all the little cracks and crevices and holds on real good. So it gets much better results than the the regular vinyl does. And that's the stuff I'm learning as I'm going on, you know, when I discovered that I could make beanies uh, and beanies, sweatbands, all sorts of things that I never thought I'd be able to put iron on stuff on. I was like, Oh yeah. So I had an entire table of beanies and hats at this last show and they were flying. So. Dude, uh, so I, I I go on TikTok uh, sometimes, man. I've seen that. Uh, so you seen these beanies that have like the satin on the inside? Uh, you see? Oh like, yeah, they got they got some like for uh, you know, you got you got hair that's gonna get all fucking whatever. Uh, but I don't know. That's that's like a, a new a new thing. But I mean, yeah, dude. Like, who doesn't love fucking wearing those, dude? Like. Right, I, yeah, like who doesn't want one? Especially like, oh man, um, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I see, I see a lot of people wearing. I see a lot of people wearing. Uh, not, not so much here though, which is weird. Like the last few places uh, I've been, I seen a lot of people wearing. Carhartt's been a big thing that people have been. Oh yeah, wearing, but the, the beanies and and shit, dude. It's like, oh yeah, okay. Um, and that's, but, that's a cool thing, you know, like hoodies are something you're only going to get, sell for a couple of months of the year. Right. Beanies, peen, people will oh, buy yeah. a beanie in the middle of summer, you know. it's yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. And yeah, dude, like, it's cool to have. And then plus, uh, you're also not in as much as a... Um, as a as a hoodie either uh, oh yeah so you mean you can buy like two or three beanies like two a few different colors for different uh to be able to match with whatever if uh you're you know how to match things like yeah. some people unlike myself who don't know how to, <laughs> how to match but 
Um, if you get enough, man, eventually at some point you probably will match. Yeah, it's like the shoes. Like people got shoes that match every outfit or whatever. I'm always just the. I got I got one pair of shoes, and then yeah. when I go to the mall, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, can I clean your shoes?" I'm like, "Do I look like I ever clean my shoes or give a shit?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's not my thing. But you know, there's also I got eight million shirt T-shirts, you know, uh, yeah. different you know genres and stuff. Everybody's got their thing, you know. Yep. But like beanies, yeah, people would buy like two or three beanies at a time because they're like, oh, I need this in, I need this one, or I want this one in black, I want this one in pink, you know, type. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, but... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then you said you got holographic ones, uh, like the the holographic the shirts, know, like the print, the holographic type print. Like, yeah, it's like like, like, like kind of like little metallic. Yeah, like kind of like the metallic mosaic kind of stuff, almost like. If you look on, like, when you see a holographic safe here, if you look on the back, it's almost kind of got that holographic uh, honeycomb look. Yeah. Kind of like that, but it was yeah. just, but it was just like, would be stripes of rainbow colors as it went across. You know, it's just Ooh. the normal, and yeah, and then we just, I would cut it out and iron it on, and those were really cool and really popular. We did those for Pride Month a couple of years ago. Fucking yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just whatever, man. And uh, so then, what's how what was the next part to to that with uh with the merch and and like is it is there something new in the works with what you got uh or is that i don't have a new product so just got that new uh uh five guys logo the beanies we just came out with I got all sorts of things always coming and half the time I'm coming up with designs for other guys too. Cause you know, other guys are like, Hey, I need to get in on that. Watching when I, at the last show, people watching me make my, just print money at my table <laughs> yeah. uh, with those beanies. Everybody was like, I need to get some beanies cause those are kick ass and not too, they're not prohibitively expensive to get into. So was that when you're up in Washington, up in, uh, yeah, uh, Rogue Shores? Wrestling Attractions. Yeah, Rogue Wrestling Attractions up oh, in Ocean man. Shores, Washington. Dude, uh, we're me and Petrov are currently champions. First guys to ever hold these belts. Shit, all they're right. Really, they're really pretty. Up, they're really pretty. Uh, I think it's cool. I got the, we got the little yin yang symbol. I got the light side, and Petrov's got the dark side because he's <laughs> usually okay. the more darker of the two. You know? Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely the more uh, the more kick-ass guy uh, that you don't want to fuck around with too much. So, you, you know, and yeah. it's, but, I mean, none of us, nobody cool. in Hellbound you really want to fuck with too bad, right. honestly. Uh, <laughs> so how, how'd you like, Ocean? do you get to go around Ocean Shores or is it uh, the old, I was there for, I saw the inside of the building and then I hopped back in the oh. car and I drove home. No, we try to get, we usually try to head up there early, at least during the summer. You know, summer, you know, late spring through early fall kind of times when it's not insanely crappy weather up there because being literally right, like, you can walk to the ocean from the venue. It's oh, literally okay. like we jump in the car and we drive out on the beach and we usually will smoke before the show and hang out and just kind of zen out. Yeah. Um, we usually do that. We went one time, we went and looked through all the shops and stuff. You know, it's not, we're not usually just in and out. Sometimes we're in and out. But... There. 
it's such a drive. Yeah, hour drive, three and a half hour drive, something like that. So you drive to Aberdeen and you still got another 15, 20 miles, 25 miles, something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a drive. It's going 70. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's back road, whitey stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to make up all your time while you're on I-5 so you get up to the exit and then everything's pretty windy back road, so. You go up there up to like and cut over like Longview and then go that Yeah, way it's there. somewhere around there. We don't make it. It's Yeah, somewhere between Longview and Castle Rock. I, I know we know okay. don't make it to Highway ni- or the exit 99 cuz normally normally when we head north, uh, uh exit 99 is like a pilot that we all stop in. And we don't oh, okay. make it there, but there, we, so we always end up hitting some other gas station, you know, because that's the road trip thing. Everybody's got to piss and eat and yeah. get gas and get energy drinks and whatever. So we yeah, usually hit someplace off. Yeah, because, yeah, I think there's one after Castle Rock or at Castle Rock. I think there's a truck stop there. Somewhere right around Castle Rock. Yeah, just north of the one north of it or like. The, you're talking uh, about that pilot? I think it's the pilot, yeah. Yeah, it's like just – it's uh, Exit 99. I think Castle Rock's like 95 or 6 or something like that. It's it's really close, It's okay. it's but it's just after Castle – so we don't make it quite to Castle Rock before we veer off and head up. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so then, yeah. Um, what else? Where 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 are you going to be coming up? I guess let's, let's get there. What, uh, this Saturday, I'll be wrestling uh, for Anarcho Pro Wrestling. I crap. I'll be sharing the location. I know it's at a brewery. I can't think of the brewery right off the top of my head right now. Um, I'll be wrestling. It's uh, I think it's scheduled to wrestle CJ Edwards uh, this weekend. Yeah. So it's been a minute since we've wrestled. A little, I mean, I've wrestled him. So, but we wrestled eight million times. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's been been a while since I, I've seen that combination, but yeah, okay. And then uh, uh, yeah, this Saturday uh, for Anarcho Pro Wrestling. Um, that those are usually kind of like metal shows with wrestling going on as well. Oh, so okay. that's really cool. They'll have like a band and then a match and a band and a match type thing, or a band and two matches, kind of depending on the how many bands there are and how many matches it's it's a pretty cool environment you know you go and you wrestle in front of people that aren't necessarily wrestling fans and right. the bands are performing in front of people that aren't necessarily metal fans it's it's a cool combination you know it's a it's a it's a really cool environment there um and then uh february the first saturday and sunday of february i can't i think it's the sixth and no third and fourth I suck with dates, but whatever the first Saturday and Sunday is, will be uh, DOA will be at the the uh, Elk or the uh, Eagles Lodge in North Portland on Saturday, and then at the Moose Lodge down in Independence on Sunday. Oh, back to Independence, man. How are you? Yeah. Have you anyway, been back down there? Yeah, uh, a few years ago, NWWA went back there, and then DOA's gone back there a few times since uh, we've come back since the pandemic, and the last time. They had to open up the little dividing wall into the bar and push, have the crowd going back into there. So Ooh. it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's the uh, same thing with the the Eagles Lodge in North Portland at the last show. Normally they have the merch against the far back wall, and they had to move the merch over into the bar area. 
and so they can put more chairs in there. And they still even had chairs going all the way out to the bar area. It was that crowd's just getting bigger. They had, I think, over 400. I unfortunately it was that. RWA. I wouldn't say unfortunately. It was, I absolutely love being there, but I didn't get to see that. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that next month. Holy shit. Uh, so is it you and you and Pat uh, wrestling someone? Yep. Yeah, we'll be... Um, I know Sunday we're wrestling the Hesses. Oh, Wade shit. and Tom. Okay. Saturday... Oh, I can't remember who we're wrestling right off on Saturday. It's another tag match, though. So... All right. Well, cool, man. Um, how can people find you um, in a back alley? Uh, if they find me in a back alley, it's, it's you know, depending on what they're looking for, it could go one way or the other. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you talking about, like, find me online? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Draven Vargas on Facebook uh, and also Draven Vargas on the old Insta. You know, I have the links on my Facebook. If you look me up, if you Google me, you'll find me. You know, I actually have a pretty decent uh, internet presence on YouTube and Facebook. And so, and that Insta's getting bigger. I don't really post on Insta, but everything I post on Face gets shared to Insta. And people tag me in it. So there's always pictures and stuff up there. I need to get better on posting it to it, but I hardly ever even post on Facebook. I'm not the biggest social guy. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. Like, to, I don't know, man. I, I wish I had someone to do it for me. If yeah. That, that would be my thing. If I could get someone to do my social media for me, I'd be happy. So if anyone uh, yeah, wants to do that. <laughs> and then and the cool thing is that we'd be those kind of guys that wouldn't have a problem if you get a guy like the Wendy's guy who's just picking fights with everybody <laughs> and talking <laughs> shit all the time. Yeah, be my guest. Talk all the trash you want. I love it. I do too. (laughs) I do too. That man, yeah, that's cool that they got people like that. That just like do whatever because you know people are gonna people you know are gonna especially at a Wendy's or something. I mean, Wendy's isn't a a Burgerville, um, so. You got it. They charge. They're getting dang close to the price though. They're getting pretty expensive too all the time. I just about left. Uh, I went yeah. to Wendy's in Connecticut, man, and fuck, dude, it was it was a fucking shitty Wendy's too. Dude. It wasn't like a nice Wendy's. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. I got the price, and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" I fucking and I went to KFC in when I was in Utah, dude, and yeah, I fucking. They gave me the total on the drive-thru, and I fucking left the drive-thru. I'm like, this, dude. I'm going, this is too expensive, dude. I can't. I'm not paying this much for that, dude. It's Sorry. crazy how much that shit is. Like, it's, you turn around, and it's like you're not you're getting, like, a bunch of food. It's not like, you know, I can almost understand spending that kind of money when you're going to Five Guys, and you're getting a burger that's this big or something, you know? But, like, right. Burgerville, you're getting a patty that they've squished thinner than paper, yeah. which I enjoy. But it's like... Yeah. Why are you charging me this much money? It's like a cow like sneezed and lost that much weight, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is the new burger. Here's where it is yeah. today, man. Yeah, uh, $17.99. I yeah. Get a little drink um, and a few fries. Um, yeah. Dude, yeah. Thanks thanks for being on. Uh, appreciate you coming on. And yeah, I'll see if 
you were on the show before, but I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think today. so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, I started going through. I'm like, dude, I need to fucking, I need to hit up Draven. I actually, I have a uh, Rat King coming on tomorrow too. So yeah, that's what you're saying. Uh, he was telling me I. I Oh, we have our little help on um, group chat. And I said to him, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to be on Wednesday. He's like, I'm going to be on Thursday. <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going, I'm getting the rest. Uh, I'm going to get get the tubs and uh, Petrov. and Yeah. 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 You know, I figured I, I hit up some of the wrestlers. I'm like, yeah, I got to fucking hit them up. Hit up the people I want to. Yeah want to talk with so yeah dude thank you i'm i'm happy you're one of the people i talk with man so thank you i appreciate yeah thank you for having me man i appreciate yeah. it yeah well uh i'll i'll see you somewhere man and I'll have a good one back. you too bud awesome bye 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 oh shit now it's gonna be weird there we go oh dude he fucking got out okay dude i was i fucked up i was just gonna end the show so fuck it you guys, thank you for being here. There may have been some echo. Um, I don't know. We'll see. If it was, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for being here and listening and being here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.